0: Hello this is Dr Morris Duffy and I'm absolutely thrilled, I'm excited to have Marcus North with me today. Marcus is a Director of Cricket at Durham, Australian star, cricket player, champion, all of those things that, uh, that go with superstars. Marcus, thank you very much for joining, how are you today?
1: I'm very well thanks Morris. thanks for the uh, lovely introduction.
0: <laughs> no problem, where are you today?
1: Well, I'm sitting in my office upstairs at home. Um, so I've been working at home, like many of us, uh, for a number of weeks now. Um, but yeah, just trying to get you know a few bits and pieces done. Cricket, the cricket world, as we as as you know, all of us have have slowed down to pretty much a halt. So um, yeah, just making sure that um, ticking along and, and 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 do what
0: I can. Uh, and where's home where do you call home these days because well, I, by the by, that accent you're not uh, where I'm from uh, Irish uh, and you're definitely not <laughs> from where I live which is a Georgie and you're definitely not from an Oxford uh, background so uh, yeah where do you call home well home is in the UK now
1: um, I live in Lofell, um and have done for the last six years since I retired from, from my uh, cricketing career in 2014 and obviously i've got an australian accent perth was where I, I grew up and lived most of my my life um but the connection to the northeast is a very very strong one through through my wife um and you know my wife's a geordie she lived with uh, me um for 14 years in perth uh before before like i said i made that decision to retire from professional cricket in 2014 and um coming back or Going to the UK, um, back for my wife um, was a move that we discussed for a few years and, and one that I'm glad we've taken and I'm and I'm really enjoying calling the UK home now. Yeah,
0: right. and, and, and I know Perth, uh, Australia very well, and, and obviously know the northeast very well. A little bit different in culture, in pace, in um, I was going to say passion, but yeah, I would say passion about the sports. Uh, how do how have you found it?
1: Yeah, it's 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 not it hasn't been a Uh, one that i've had to really um get used to too quickly you know i Mm. I guess the the story to go back um was as an as an 18 19 year old i came over as many australian young cricketers do they come and play league cricket in the uk Mm. um you know during during the australian winter so i I did that and gateshead fell cricket club is my first club um and that's my first year as a young lad i towards the back end that's the first time i met my wife and um, and we, we stayed in touch and then that re- relationship grew um, and, we, and we got married. So I've been coming back and forth to the UK and to the Northeast every year for a certain amount of time um, since 1999. So when, when wow. making that, that step to, to relocate the family permanently to the, to the Northeast, um, you know, it might not have been as, as big as if I you know, hadn't spent a lot of time here. So it was always a second home, you know, in the Northeast to me in the UK. It's just now
0: my first home. Okay. So what's happening with cricket? Uh, you know, where do we see it in the COVID world? When is Durham going to be back playing again and uh, you know, fans can start turning out to watch it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a really difficult one. Like all sporting codes are, are are very much in the same position where we're unsure of the immediate future. We're, we're so much reliant on government advice at the moment. You know, just mm-hmm. as, as, as the government you know, has, has said in, the, in recent weeks is that we've kind of, through that peak so to speak. And now we've, we're, we're starting to, to get a bit more, I guess, direction and understanding of the potential scenarios that we're all kind of putting together and, and how realistic they are going to be achieved. I think, you know, we've seen premier league football, probably when I say leading the way, leading the way, certainly from a, uh, you know, in the media that they're, that they're looking to start as soon as possible and putting mm-hmm. a lot of things in place. And the one thing that they have an advantage of is money. Um, you know, to, to put that together. Um, a lot of testing will have to go around, return to training, return to play. And other codes, you know, don't necessarily have that that amount of money or generate the money to justify doing that. So, you know, as Durham cricket, as professional cricketers, and in county cricket, you know, I think the focus in England will be international cricket. And, yeah. and hopefully we can see some international cricket. And then if we can get some domestic cricket, towards the back end of the summer, I think that'll be a fantastic outcome. You know, I, we've got to respect that this is a far bigger thing than sport, um, mm. but we are very much working closely with our governing body, the governing body working very closely with with England Health and the government mm. to, to put in procedures of trying to get guys back into a return to training and then return to play. You know, I wish I had that answer, um, mm. a definite answer. We don't, you know, it's one of those ones we just got to keep fluid and adapting with, with the times as they, as they move, move forward.
0: You know, and, and, and I've come on to the players and, and, and the mindset, et cetera. But, you know, obviously people will be interested in the, the financials of uh, Durham. You know, it is a, you know, it's a icon in the Northeast. Um, it's an icon, obviously, in the UK as well. Um, so, you know, how is the feasibility from a business perspective and a business model point, point of view? How will you manage the financials?
1: yeah i think that you know at this stage you know we're okay um you know our business model is very much you know, we have a high compared to some of the other counties the other you know when i say that when i say bigger counties it's uh, that's probably the wrong term but counties that necessarily have a different business model they have a more reliant on income of conferences banqueting um, hotels on their side um you know they're the ones that are will be suffering the most because their, their income is is heavily weighted to that side of the business, which has literally fallen off the cliff's edge. Um, mm. where someone like Durham will have a higher proportion of their income coming from funding from the ECB. Mm. Um, you know, and I think Tim Bostock, our CEO, uh, and our financial director and board have been, um, have strengthened our position financially in the last, you know, 12 to 16 months. Um, and, and probably put us ourselves in the, in the best position we've, we've probably been in for a long, long time, um, which is enabling us to, to ride out this very tough time. I think the longer it goes without any cricket this season, um, the tougher it gets. Um, but, you know, like many other counties and other organisations, to try and secure uh, long-term uh, jobs and the financial stability of the club, you know, we've f- furloughed a high percentage of our workforce, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and that runs out or that furlough scheme finishes in June. I know we'll probably get an update from the Chancellor this week. Um, but, yeah, look, from from where we are at the moment, we're okay. You know, we're riding it through and we're doing the best we can. And, um, like I said, the longer it goes through, the more difficult it's going to be. But I guess if in comparisons to the, the, the game-wide itself, we're probably um, in, a, in a better position than, than some other counties around the, around the place.
0: I understand it. So, how are you keeping the connection with the players, and how are you maintaining their fitness levels, and obviously their uh, their ongoing commitment? How are they finding it?
1: Yeah, it's been a challenge. But like, like I said, the, the, the players have been furloughed as well. Um, mm. So, you know, the the, re, the reality is is they um, they're not working, uh, so to speak. Um, but you know, it enables us and me to check in and their well being and making mm. sure that they're. They're coping okay. We, we all, you know, uh, emotionally go through a bit of a roller coaster through this period, no doubt. Um, and professional players are young men and they're, they're, they're in a no different boat. So, um, yeah, look, they're professional athletes, so you don't have to tell them to keep fit. They just will. It's an instinct. Um, and we, we all, I think, take very much advantage of the daily exercise that we're permitted to do um that they talk about well-being and getting out and having a bit of time you know that kind of fitness hour is crucial and i know all the players you know will continue to do that um mm. but the main focus certainly from my point of view is is just making sure they're okay and and if there is any players that you know are kind of red flagging or needing a bit more attention we can do that we've got the professional cricketers association which is like a, a union for the cricketers a Mm -hmm. are very much in contact with them as well so that the players have got great support through this time um but it's as we're all facing it's a time of testing our resilience to what we're facing um and i and i'll be intrigued once we kind of get through this and we can get a return to play to see how the players come back you know Mm -hmm. see what fitness levels are see where they are mentally Mm -hmm. um and and i think that's that's an exciting prospect i think rather than looking at it you know, in a daunting way and, and, and maybe looking at it negatively that they might not come back as conditioned. I think we've got to be sensible. They're not going to be as fit as if they were training together like they were in pre-season. Um, but speaking to a lot of the guys, that they are kind of enjoying a bit of autonomy with what yeah. they're doing fitness wise. And um, they're very, you know, a lot of them seem to be coping. Okay. No doubt. The longer this goes, it's going to test us all a bit more. Um, yeah. but yeah like i said we're, there's there's a number of people
0: keeping an eye on these guys to make sure that they're, they're coping okay good so how are you handling that uh, isolation how are you you're obviously at home you said uh, so how are you kind of managing your day how are you managing to get through people to be interested and uh, seek to learn from people like you
1: yeah it's, it's an interesting one I, I, I very much at the, the initial start stages was completely fine with it um i, I embraced um the slowing down of life yeah. um, the slowing down of work and i 've got a, 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 a i 've got two kids i 've got a son that 's ten and a daughter that 's eight um, my wife 's home from from her work she 's a teaching assistant um, so she 's doing the majority of the homeschooling which is her expertise um, which is which is a challenge but it 's been nice to spend some, some quality time with the family yeah. as well um, right. I think that 's probably pretty consistent across the board when you speak to people that yeah that work um, you know, quite busy working lives to kind of have that concentrated time is nice. Um, it took a little bit of adapting being around 24 um, seven, you know, but we've kind of found those routines, but I guess the last kind of week and a bit I've had some really tough, tough days. You yeah. know, the reality is that um, sports people, me being an ex sportsman for you know, all of my life to working in, in high professional uh, performance sport now, it's very much built around structure, mm. diaries. Um, you can it, It's all mapped out for you as a as a mm. as a sports as a sports person. And work, work like I said, work working in that that space now very much is the same. And I don't. My diary is gone. You yeah, know, you, I And I think that is okay for a period of time, Morris. But I I think I've, I've grown a bit more anxious over the last week because there is that uncertainty. You know, mm. I just would like a little bit more detail so I can even you know like for example having a start date if it's august the first we're starting (laughs) i can work back from that and build a bit of structure and so but that's okay i I knew that it was gonna you're gonna have some good days and bad days and speak to other colleagues um around around the country they're very much in the same boat and friends and family are very much in the same boat it's just kind of riding those days out and not necessarily fighting your way through it but just kind of embracing that yeah you're gonna have days where you don't feel that great um but you know the next day you probably feel
0: a bit better on the day after and and that's the, the kind of attitude I, i've taken yeah it's like uh somebody passed a comment to me when i was talking to them it's like snow blindness looking at your diary and it's just blank pages white pages yeah. looking back at it, it's like suffering from snow blind and it is an issue and, and and you know i i can relate to it because you know the majority i would have said 90 percent of the work i did was meeting people talking to people being with large groups of people Um, And then suddenly you're cut off from it. So, so I get that. So what advice would you give to people? So, you know, as a professional athlete, as a structured individual, uh, going through the isolation, what tips would you give to people as works best for you?
1: Well, one thing is like I talked about structure and and having some sort of plan. I think that that's the absolute key. Even if it's the basic stuff of just mapping out your exercise, maybe a bit of stuff with the kids, your cooking, whatever it might be, some tasks Mm. around the house mixed in with a bit of work that you're doing. Mm. Um, It might be a bit of extra courses or study or reading. Just don't put it down on a list. You know, that's one thing that I think has worked for me is having lists on a daily basis, whether it's a bit of a to-do list or tasks that you would like to do that day. And Mm. if you don't get them, that's okay. You Mm. you push them onto the next day. Um, But having a little bit of structure like that um, has been, is helpful. Absolutely. And I think, I'm lucky with the kids as well with the homeschooling is that we've got that structure in the day. The kids Mm. start at quarter past nine, they have a break, they continue on, they have lunch. So there's structure in the household anyway. Mm. Um, And I feel that if there has been days where um, I haven't done what I've preached just then, that's probably that results in maybe having a flat day the day after. Um, So my advice is to, is to embrace the slow, the slowing down of life and look forward to, Um, it all kind of starting up again slowly Um, but like I said have a bit of structure and and play around with it but I think just writing a few things down um, has certainly helped me and I'm sure that would would help a lot of people it's probably a pretty consistent message you'll hear for most people Um, but it's but I think it's different actually thinking about it and saying it than actually writing it down and doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So coming back to you, did I read that you were the first player or the only player that's played for the six counties in uh, in in, uh, in England? Is that a is that a true statement?
1: No, it, it, well, I, I did hold the record, which is now
0: being beaten. Thankfully, yeah. um, <laughs> to
1: they, they give you a real short background, now I, I I've played for yeah, six different counties. One of the counties I only played for one day down in Hampshire. <laughs> um, uh, it's have, a re,
0: it's a record, mate. It's a record. It's a
1: record, but like I said,
0: it's been broken now, which is good.
1: But it's it, it basically as an, an Australian coming over and doing overseas um, work with counties. There was a period where we had two overseas counties through the mid to late two thousands, and um, there was a lot of replacement jobs. If a, you had an overseas player, at, say Durham, for example, and they went and played three Test match series in the West Indies, well then Durham would call up me, and I'd go over for. Know, six weeks work. So I did okay. that a little bit around the place and my numbers crept up and I played for six counties, which I absolutely love and look back on with great fondness because mm-hmm. I love meeting new people. I love playing in different teams. I learned so, you learn so much in different environments and I look back now and it holds me in great stead, that experience of doing that in my job now as director of cricket at Durham because I've seen how six other counties operate. Um, yeah. You know, so it's, and to kind of experience that is, is invaluable so i look back at that with great fondness and also with a lot of thanks because getting opportunities to play professionally as an overseas
0: player in the uk um you know was certainly a big part of my career and how are you finding the transition from being a international player into kind of coming into the management staff how are you finding that transition
1: yeah i guess you won't be surprised to hear that initially it was quite difficult um you know i i i, I dabbled with a few things i I like wine i came over here and started up a very small e-commerce wine business specializing in australian and new zealand wine um you know a market that i that i looked into but reality is when you when you start it, it it's a very tough market it's very flooded um so i ended up drinking most of the product rather than selling it um and then i got a great opportunity at south northumberland cricket club um, where I was playing a little bit of league cricket. Um, when I first came over after retirement, um, and the best describe them is they're a very good operators, um, very wealthy club, which has invested well in, in selling a lot of their land to building property. They've got a state of the art indoor cricket facility and cricket business. They're like a mini, mini county cricket club. Yeah. Um, and the board of directors, um, gave me an opportunity to come in and be their CEO. They had a CEO for a number of years. He, he moved on and they, they, the board tried to cover that for about 12 or 16 months um, and it was a bit of a burden. So they, they held my hand very much and I did that for three years and had some fantastic uh, mentors, very, very successful business people currently in in, in the Northeast. Um, and I learned an extreme amount of, of business skills um, and you tied that in with, with what I learned in professional sport and leadership and communication and resilience and dealing with pressure. Um, that's kind of given me the, the stepping stones to ultimately going into administration and sport, which Morris, I always thought I would go and be a coach. I thought, you know, the natural progression would be going to be a professional coach. Um, but the administration side, I absolutely love and I Good. definitely made the right decision and the path that I chose and was, was also, I guess, with the balance of opportunities that I took, um, you know, has has led me to where I am now and I'm
0: absolutely loving it. Good. Fantastic. And uh, we wish you every success in that. So some quick questions for you. So who's your sporting hero and why?
1: Sporting hero and why? It's a very good one. I I grew up really appreciating and and looking up to, I mean, cricket was my life, Morris, really, um, with a bit of Aussie rules football. Um, So... You know, Steve Waugh, Alan Border, then Steve Waugh, and then Justin Langer, um, who was someone that was my captain for pretty much a decade, um, and I played under uh, at, at when he became coach. He was a huge influence on in my career and someone I looked up to. Um, people that were different to me, mm. you know, and I, I guess if I look back, probably the guys I looked up to were were really highly disciplined very driven fitness. They they got every inch out of their career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where I needed that because I wouldn't say I was lazy. I was just a bit more laid back. And mm-hmm. I look back and I and I would no doubt have a better career if I had if I. Well, you kind of it's hard because it, you can't change yourself. You can you can improve yourself. But I mean, you, we've had this conversation before. I think I can't remember the, the exact term you use, but. It's kind of it was it's in, it's in me. It's it's my makeup. It's my kind of genetics or whatever you want to call it. And I improve that, but we all still have habits, don't we? Um, and and you know habits that we try and work on. And I guess that that's why I gravitated to those kind of sporting heroes. Um, I, I, I loved when I was you know in my early to mid twenties, Lance Armstrong, and then obviously like many was shattered with how that
0: all ended up. Um, I've but, I have I have written about him, kind of telling telling people how good he was oh, and then you caught know, out and caught out in the lie.
1: yeah well i had a big big picture a framed picture signed by lance armstrong on, in my wall and that got taken down pretty quickly after that but that aside you know he was a pretty inspirational story he was definitely one that i looked up to uh, and again you're talking about high performance high discipline mm-hmm. athletes they're the guys that i needed to look up to to, to keep trying to not drag me along, but to inspire me.
0: And it's, well, for me, it's, it's been fascinating, you know. So, you know, my kind of primary sport was athletics um, and then kind of rugby and football, even Australian rules. Um, yeah. And it's only in recent years I have never played cricket. So I my, hold my hands up and say I've never played the game of cricket. I, I, I never thought I'd even go to watch a game of cricket. Uh, um, but what I've become fascinated by is just the whole game of cricket, the strategies, the tactics, the position. Yep. Uh, uh, but I've also, and coming back to that point, I've also been impressed by the dedication. I, 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 you know, some of the people that I kind of are involved with, uh, the dedication, the commitment, the work ethic, and the fitness. You know, yeah, that, That's one of the things that's just remarkable. Uh, and the fitness is, you know, if you if you take it, being able to be there for five hours, six hours, seven hours. That's absolute, and maintain that level of concentration, yeah. mindset, Right? It, it is extraordinary. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it is something that I've become to admire. Um, now you're gonna say, if, if somebody asked me, have I been down to Durham Cricket Club? No. Uh, so I, I, I owe you a visit, I'm sure I'll, I'll pop down to see you. But moving on, because I don't wanna take up too much of your time. So then uh, what do you do outside of cricket for um, social activity, for amusement? What? Well, how do you distract yourself from the day job?
1: I do a bit of voluntary work, um, probably a, a little bit in line with the kids as well. I, um, I work with um, the scouts. So on no, Monday no. nights, I go down, my, my sons in, the, in, in um, Cubs and my daughters in Beavers. Been doing that for a number of years now. I love it. It's, it's different people, they're not sporting people. Helping mm. young kids and different skills and, and developers is, is fantastic. I really enjoy that. Um, you know, I do, I I coach the under 11 cricket team. You know, I get a lot out of that. Um, I'm on a number of committees, uh, Mm. within, within different areas. I'm on, I'm a school governor. So I enjoy that side of things as well. So that kind of keeps up my time. I I love golf. Golf was a big passion of mine. Um, haven't played as much, I guess, in recent years due to family commitments and work commitments. But every time I get out, I love, I'm not very good. I'm terrible, but I do love it. Find it very frustrating. I would have thought a, I would have thought a bats a batsman would have been a good golfer. Yeah, I'm a big left hander with a big slice, so when that <laughs> when I can't control that, it's all over the place. But um, you know that that very much you know is something that, that I do love. Um, and, and yeah, it's it's I'm very much a family family guy, Morris. So a lot of a lot of spare time I kind of throw to doing things with the family, going to National Trusts parks, getting out on the bike, going to the beach, all that kind of stuff. And I think. Yeah, that's something that I grew up with my parents giving me a lot of their time. Um, mm. and I think, I think working lives now, we're so busy, aren't we? And I think any, mm. any time that
0: I can give to my family is, is pretty important. All right. Well, look, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thanks for sharing your ideas. Um, you know, thanks for your time. Um, and, uh, we wish you every success at Durham. Um, I look forward to seeing it down there or maybe, uh, even a game of golf. I was with somebody, uh, who asked me to do some coaching with them, 17, 17, this is going to impress you, plus three right? Huh. And I was thinking, on a round of golf, she, and it's a she, um, would be giving me probably 30 shots and still kicking my ass. <laughs> uh, so uh, so I can I can relate to that. But thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Every success at Durham. Uh, look forward to getting you back playing soon. Um, as I said, thank you. Thank you, Morris. Absolute pleasure being on. Take care. Thank you. If you're interested in change, mindset and personal development, whether in your personal life or career, you can head over to moristuffycom forward slash resources, where you'll be able to access loads of inspirational material, articles, podcasts and motivational thoughts, as well as meditation and visualization exercises. You can also get in touch with Dr. Maurice Duffy and his team by email on letstalkatmorriseduffy.com and don't forget to follow him on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. Simply search for At The Beak Squawks.